Welcome yet again to the Mind at Large podcast. You could be doing several other things with your time right now, so we thank you very much for choosing to listen to this. Our fifth episode deals with the topics of self-criticism and analysis and recognizing onsets of depression. More specifically, I describe my own personal struggles with depression and attempt to educate Joseph on the matter. So this episode was recorded a couple of months ago on May 13th, just a few days before the news of Chris Cornell's suicide, which hit me particularly hard as a lifelong Soundgarden fan. And just yesterday, on what would have been Chris's 53rd birthday, apparently Chester Bennington decided to end his life as well. And even though I've never been much of a Linkin Park fan, the news is still tragic nonetheless. And you know, I hear a lot of people out there saying that suicide is selfish, and it's a cowardly act, and all this stuff. But they're missing the point that these individuals were battling a mental illness. And those that criticize are typically people that don't take depression and other mental illnesses seriously, uh, either because they think that these conditions aren't real, or because they don't understand a person's inability to pull himself out of it. So the misinformed assumption is weakness. You know, it's impossible to completely understand what's going on beneath the surface, and it's much easier to say that we would do things differently if we were in someone else's position, but we aren't. Everybody has his or her own reasons for thinking and feeling a certain way, and all we can really do is speak for ourselves and our own personal experiences. So let's try to be better to each other out there. You know those things that we said? Pure gold. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Fucking winning. That's uh, what we do. We fucking win. You know, I say things and, and they just manifest themselves. It's so great. Get to see it happen. Maybe that's how that guy from the fucking uh, Dos Equis commercials became who he was. Maybe. He, he, was just, fucking... he was just some guy. He just said things. Yeah. And was, people were like, this guy's interesting. <laughs> we need to have a commercial where we feature this guy yep. drinking our beer. The beer that tastes like pennies. Yeah. And he probably said that, too. He's like, this beer tastes like pennies. We'll pay you a million dollars. I'll take it. Right. I don't happen. always drink pennies, but oh, shit. I fucked up the line. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, I don't always drink pennies, <laughs> but when I do, but when I do, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's a better uh, ending to that. I was just thinking about how like Abe Lincoln's the only one on the scent that's looking the other way. Go look at your coins; they're all facing one way. Which and way are they facing? I don't remember. He's facing forward. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) 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 Oh, dude, I seriously want to shave my head so fucking bad. Oh, it's getting to the point where it's getting on my nerves. Yeah, I think I think that's signs of me just getting fucking old. Hmm, maybe. This annoys me now. Really? Yeah. That's that's strange. It's not even in your eyes yet. Yeah, I know. It's it's like not even we're close to that yet. But yeah. It, I remember being in high school fucking eating my hair when it was like right here trying to eat tacos and shit. Yeah. I got past that. Nice. That was fine. 
It's a good thing. No, <laughs> no, no it's not really. It's terrible. No, the first time I cut my hair, it was down on my butt. Mm. I just didn't realize it because. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice retort. <laughs> um, yeah, I got some weird thing going on now. What I've been doing is like making my hair as big and stupid as possible when I get out of the shower. Like that's <laughs> seriously. Like I got out of the shower and I'm like, hey, does my hair look big and stupid enough? Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, because I know it's gonna like shrink. You know, mm-hmm. like as it dries up. So you got a like, very like fashionable look going on though. Yeah, it's nice, right? Yeah. I feel fashionable. Like, see, with me, I just put. I, I'm lazy. <laughs> I put some fucking hair product in my hair, and yeah. it gels back, and I just look like some like fucking supremacist, and yeah. go about my day. <laughs> some supremacist, some type of supremacist. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's weird. I don't want to put color on it, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> well. I'm not a fan of any kind of supremacist. So. Anyway, so since we're on the topic, not really though. Um, criticism. <laughs> no. <laughs> I say that because I criticize myself all the time, and uh, it's hard not to. Like by virtue of the fact of me being me, there's a sense of uh, I wouldn't call it self-loathing. Mm-hmm. Although uh, that is. <laughs> This is damn near close. No, it's not loathing. It's just a matter of uh, overly self-analytical. Let's put it that way. So, Do you find that to kind of hinder... Sometimes. Your but ability to do things? It did. Mm-hmm. And it does in waves. It's one of those things. I hold myself to very high standards. As you should. Well, as most yeah. people should. As most people should. And again, that's me projecting my own beliefs onto everybody else. Yeah, you should do things like I do. <laughs> that's dumb. Uh, but no, it's just something that I do. My own standards. I'm not saying that they're objectively high, just mm-hmm. for myself. and what, what, Based on what I know I'm capable of, uh, whenever I'm not meeting those standards that I have for myself, I tend to harshly criticize myself. To the point where at times throughout the years, it's been somewhat crippling, Mm. causing a wave of depression that, although it sucks, in the end, I come out of it feeling kind of renewed in a sense. It's almost like having to go through the shit Mm -hmm. just to know that you can get through it. And it's like, well, if that's the low point, that wasn't so bad. And it does come to pass. It's Mm -hmm. one of those things. So, so for future, do you happen to use those previous experiences as a tool of motivation, so to speak, then? In a way, I think so. The thing about it, and I think anybody that's, that's had to deal with severe depression can testify to this, is over time you become very good at identifying that wave as it's about to hit. Mm-hmm. So you can feel the onset. You can feel that change in like body chemistry and thought processes, and it, it, it's just this whole. It's like an it's like an entity within itself that you feel it's like overcoming you. So you see it coming, and the more you've had to deal with it, the more you, you can you can be better equipped to handle it and kind of limit its existence. You know, so instead of it taking months as it's happened before with me months 
maybe diminish into weeks or a month. And then, you know, again, you just keep getting better at identifying it, handling it, and uh, going through these processes to acknowledge it. You don't try to deny it. That's, that's the thing that's the, the mistake a lot of people make mm-hmm. is trying to avoid it and trying to deny it and trying to just pretend like it doesn't exist. The thing is you have to be able to confront it uh, just completely, accept it for what it is, recognize it, and the sooner you're able to do that, the quicker it goes away. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of back into it normal mode if that makes sense it's interesting because i for me like when i hear people talk about depression Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to understand and i guess i guess sympathize would be a a word to use for it to fully understand where they're coming from because i've never had to deal with that no Uh, to me it's like um it's interesting to have somebody who who can verbally put that out there and, yeah. and kind of help me understand because I've never had to deal with that. And again, it's not it's not because my life wasn't fucking roses and shit, mm-hmm. but it's just like I've never had to deal with that situation. And maybe I did go through some depressing times throughout my life, and I just didn't realize that that's what that was. But yeah, it's it's interesting to to kind of hear how you. Yeah. Well, there's a difference because I think that that's where people get confused because there's a difference between being, you know, like being feeling depressed, mm-hmm. right, and having depression you know mm-hmm. so it, uh, whether it's a uh, in the first scenario it's kind of like um it's like it pays a visit you know like it's just like oh hey this, here's a thing and you're like oh shit what the fuck is this mm-hmm. uh unwelcome guest uh let's let's hope he passes through soon you know mm-hmm. <laughs> or she <laughs> what i'm being weird right now but you know can't personify something that's not you know <laughs> it, it, it holds no gender it affects everybody yes, it affects everybody or maybe it is a he maybe that's why it's so depressing you know <laughs> right in right in the back yeah but, but why are you like that yeah no. see that's the thing with for me is like because i've always questioned that because yeah. like i said i've i've had I've had some emotionally kind of scarring things happen to me. Right. Um, there was one thing that, like, you know, it's... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's a, I was going to say the difference is that when you have depression, it's an ongoing thing. It's like it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole... Like, like I said before, uh, as, as waves, I mean that quite literally. You feel the onset and then you feel it going away. It's a, it's a wave. It comes on and it goes away and it... It's going to come back with a certain frequency. So is it just like a form of sadness that like hits you to make you feel like you don't want to do things or it, it can be. I mean, it, it's, it's weird because it's, it's a whole array of emotions. Um, typically it's, it's, you know, it's anxiety, it's self doubt and uh, there isn't a sad element to it. Like I said, it's that kind of just, it, a lot of it stems from the idea of not living up to whether it's your own standard or society's standard or whatever it is that whatever it is that you're projecting onto yourself that you feel you should be mm-hmm. it's it's this like lack of feeling uh fulfilled in a way and just not knowing how to get out of it like like i said if if you just if you experience it and and you try to deny it then you're just kind of like waiting for it to go away and that's what why that takes so long but it's interesting if, man. If, if you do the work right mm-hmm. so if you pick away at it 
if you if like i said if you recognize it and you you understand what it is and you understand why it's happening you can get rid of it quickly because you're like oh shit i'm feeling this way and then you're able to break it down like okay why am i why am i feeling this way and you kind of rationalize it in that sense you pick through it you identify those things but it all comes down to being real with yourself you gotta be fucking terribly brutally honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and uh, when you're able to do that like I said, you, it's just, it's your body basically telling you it's bringing up these issues that you have of like, here's a thing that needs to be fixed right away. You've been putting it off. Mm-hmm. Fucking fix it. You're like, oh shit. I've, <laughs> I've been doing all this other stuff. I'm just trying to put that away. Okay. I guess I got to deal with it now. <sighs> you know, and it leads to like, you know, restless nights and, you know, the idea of like uh, paralysis when it comes to like deciding what to do, you know, like you have these things that you want to do and you just feel tugged in all these different directions and just get kind of overwhelmed. It's basically like living in your head a little bit too much mm-hmm. and just not being able to shut that off and just be a See, fucking person. I, I can agree with, with you on, on, on that aspect. I mean, my mind never shuts off. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like, cause I'm going to be honest. Like the reason why I find this interesting is, is for the listeners too, is like, I was one of those people who was just like, when people were, were like battling depression, I, I had that mentality of like, dude, just fucking get over it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot easier and said than done. Exactly. I, I would get that a lot. I, I'd get a lot of people just kind of being upset with me for not fully understanding. And and again, it's interesting that you're, you're going into that because it's, it's, I'm getting to see kind of a different side of it as far mm-hmm. as, like I said, I've never, I've never battled. And if I have, I've internally took care of it myself. Yeah, and just try to stay as headstrong as I could um, with situations. But just hearing you, maybe that's why my mom is is kind of negative in in a lot of aspects. Mm. Maybe she is battling depression, and because I don't know what the signs look like, I mean, maybe man, like like most things, there's a hereditary aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you can be born with the potential to experience it right Mm -hmm. like you're you're not born with it but you're bro you're born more prone Mm -hmm. to experience it okay and uh considering that there is that kind of gene in my family is them more prone to to experience that kind of thing um but i think it can also just happen at any given point in your life when things start becoming overwhelming and it seems strange because it seems like nowadays there are a lot more people that experience it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's all right. Already one. It's like, well, what the fuck? What's up with that? And the second thing I've noticed is that it tends to be a lot more present in people that are around our age. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's a fairly recent thing. Like people that I would have never thought are now going through that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it's, Hey shit, maybe someone's listened to this and be like, wow, I never would have thought that thing with Adam, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But this is something that I've known for a long time since like my teenage years, like late teenage years or something like that. I mean, at least most of my fucking twenties, mm-hmm. at least, you know, maybe like 18 through 27 or 28 and, you know, like just experiencing it profoundly, just very heavily, but it's because usually if I'm socializing, it's like those are periods where 
I'm trying to get out of that funk or it's like I'm doing things to lift myself out of it. So trying to be um, more positive and it helps if you have friends around you and all that kind of shit. Uh-huh. Cause then you don't want to be like the downer, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, you know, but then I, and then you go home and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? see, but that's making me question if, if, if I'm in some sort of denial then, because it's one of those things where it's like, as you're telling me about all this stuff, I'm, I'm thinking about everything that I've gone through in my past and how everything has affected my character now. Mm. It's one of those emotions I've never had, mm. and, I, and I don't understand why. So, again, I may come off sounding ignorant, but it's it's one of those things where it's just like, kind of like if I if I hadn't experienced it, then it's almost like does it exist? You know, but I hear it coming from you, and it's just mm. like it's a trait that I've never had to deal with. And I might, mind you, I came from abuse. Yeah. You know, I was molested when I was a kid, and mm. you know, by a gay guy. And this is something we could talk about in a later episode if if you if you actually care to hear it. Let's but, let's hear it now. No I'm joking. I'm joking. But it, 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 I'm I've actually gotten comfortable with actually being able to talk about that. Yeah. As I've gotten older, um, I, you know, with everything that happened with my wife and her past, mm-hmm. she kind of helped me get to that point where I could actually talk about it openly. Yeah. Um, but again, having all those type of things kind of hit me throughout life. Yeah to be where i'm at now and not suffer from it it makes me like kind of question like am i putting all that like just pushing it down and and not letting it get to me or have i just really let all that stuff go and just continue doing my shit you know doing what i do well so i mean obviously you're the only judge of that because you're you Mm -hmm. i'm not you no one else is you so you have to just make that assessment for yourself Mm mm-hmm I mean, I would say it's just a matter of being being extremely present and aware of your body at all times, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Because I think all too often, uh, everybody kind of goes through um, our routines every day and that kind of shit, and we experience a fluctuation of emotions throughout the day, right? Yeah. It, it's hard to maintain one emotion throughout the entire day because yeah, so many things happen that cause it to fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a matter of being able to, to control that. Like if, if there's ever any moments where something happens, like let's, let's take traffic for instance, because it's such, you know, people are really terrible. They're like at their worst when they drive some little thing that shouldn't even fucking bother. It's not, you're not going to remember it for the rest of your life. It's just a minor inconvenience in the moment. And then it triggers this like huge rush of anger and just being aware of that, like, it's not even really fucking matter, you know, right. but, but getting to the point where you can say that in the moment to where your reaction, your immediate reaction is, meh. you know, like without having to go through the process. I, I had that, I had that happen to us literally yesterday on the way home. Really? But I think it, a lot of it was realizing that it was kind of my fault. Mm. I was doing something that normally pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I ended up laughing it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were coming home from um, a burger joint, and we were driving home. And I was taking my time. Baby was in the truck, laughing, having a good time. I was paying more attention to, you know, talking to my kid mm-hmm. while I'm driving. I'm, I'm still focusing on what I'm doing, but I was. I didn't realize that I was in the left lane, mm-hmm. and so I'm still doing the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the speed limit because the cops over here, as you know, are fucking horrible. They'll get you one mile over. 
So I'm doing the speed limit in the left lane. The appropriate thing would have been was to move over to the right lane. Right. Um, I didn't do that. How dare you? <laughs> and this truck was behind me, obviously speeding, going <laughs> way over 40, mm-hmm. comes up on, onto my butt. Yep. And is just riding, riding it, just riding the back of my truck. <laughs> Sounds very dirty. <laughs> and <laughs> so I didn't move over. Yeah. You know, and, and then a part of me was like, I could totally troll this guy and just be a dick, but I didn't want to be. So right before I was about to move over, he decides he's going to move over very aggressively. And then he's getting mad because now me and the truck, I'm not even intentionally doing this, but me and the truck next to me are doing the same speed. We're doing right. 40 like we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So he has no way to get around now. Yeah. So he's getting furious. That truck ended up moving over to turn right, mm-hmm. so he was able to get by me. And the whole time he's next to me, he's I could see him like cursing me out, and yeah, and it's like I could I could play into that, or I could just continue doing what I'm doing. And like the old me would have played into that, mm-hmm. and I was just like, eh, it's not worth it. Like, right, right. This dude's obviously pissed off. I I recognize that I fucked up. Yeah, I'm not gonna engage with him. Right. At the end of the day, he ended up cutting a bunch of people off not using his blinker. Right. It's like, so, you're being a dick in general. Right, right, you know? right. There's, <laughs> there's error on, in both parties. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, but that's kind of my point about that. I know that was a strange example, and that was more related to anger rather than depression. Yeah. But it's the idea of acknowledging feelings as they're passing through. And, you know, again, not trying to deny them, but acknowledge them for what they are and let them pass through let all the negative ones pass over you much quicker mm-hmm. than they would rather than ruining your day. Like I remember when that would be a thing when something like that, that kind of situation, that would ruin my day. Like I would be mad mm-hmm. for like hours. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you start taking it out on people that you love, like people that you're around, like, you know, because I had a, that had nothing a, to do with it. Yeah. Had a shitty day in traffic, <laughs> like driving home in five o'clock traffic or something like that. And then suddenly I just, you know, have to fucking snap at people around me. And, and then it's just, it, you can even see that in traffic. That's the crazy thing is you can see that you piss one person off and they start driving like a maniac and then they make other people drive like a maniac. Like sometimes it's just, you can feel it when you're just driving, like, holy shit, everybody's driving like an asshole today. Like that's a thing. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. So it's, it's so infectious it just spreads so quickly and that's just on the road. So then imagine all the shitty days that those people are, are having and passing on to people outside of the traffic realm. Once they get to their destination of just being a prick and passing on that negativity onto other people rather than internalize that and not bottling it up, but rather than deal with it internally and realize, oh, there's no reason for that. That's kind of dumb. And just returning back to a normal state of mind or something at least slightly more positive than, I want to tell everybody about my inconvenience that I experienced. You know, right. like, grr. Like, it's, it's like you still got to where you needed to go at the end right, of the day. Right, right, <laughs> right. Right. We, we take a lot of shit for granted, like the fact that we're even able to drive cars and shit like that you know like <laughs> we're able to uh to transport ourselves in a very quick fashion in the first place so you know and i've i've actually started taking responsibility to that in my sin in myself as far as like if i got to late if i got late to work mm-hmm. it's not because of the dickhead in front of me that was going slow mm-hmm. it's because i didn't fucking plan my day out properly yeah totally totally you know, that that falls on me you know i use i used to always use traffic as an excuse to like if I was late for work or something, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. But it's silly. 
Mm-hmm. If traffic is your excuse for being late somewhere, especially if it's like constant, mm-hmm. you, you could get away with that occasionally. Yeah, you know, especially oh, if you go oh, to a railroad track or something. Yeah, like, yeah. A railroad, or, or, or well, well yeah, but even then, if you're going over a railroad track and it's part of your routine of your commute to work, give yourself an extra 15 minutes. Exactly. At least five or 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, unless. But, you know, just give yourself a little bit of a gap there, a little bit of a leeway or something. And then, yeah, at the worst, oh, shit, you're a few minutes early for work. Who the fuck cares? Right. Fuck it. All and get, all, that, get that extra time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all it's going to do is make you look like a better employee, you know, yep. or just have a few moments where you can chill and just kind of like bullshit. Like, I know it's for me, like, I don't I don't clock in, you know, like I have, you know, students and shit. So if I get to if I get to work early, then it's just like, you know, just fucking sit here and play guitar for a few extra minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't fucking matter. Yep. It's not like you know, I'd rather that than like be pressed for time and like oh i just got here right on time i gotta set up all right. my shit <laughs> and then just sucks. start your day off with stress <laughs> yeah yeah that's not beneficial for anybody <laughs> yeah with me it's like oh cool i got an extra 15 minutes i'm gonna eat some tacos mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then eat some tacos and then like give give yourself a little bit of time to start digesting them as well you know <laughs> like <laughs> and then start my day yeah mm-hmm. Again, I have to kind of credit that to my job, just me driving. It's like I've, I've learned to be a calmer driver and, and kind of yeah. try to take responsibility for what I'm doing in that moment. Yeah. No, and the same thing Same thing with me. I don't drive nearly as much as you do because, I mean, you've been driving for a lot longer, too, like when you were doing, like, the Uber stuff and, like, mm-hmm. taxi and stuff like that. Like, that's, like, your whole fucking job, basically, is being on the road and, yep. and trying to manage that road rage like yeah that's that's difficult and see with with this job this is a lot easier to manage that i've gotten better at managing it because this one i'm i'm on the clock i Mm -hmm. get paid by the hour Mm -hmm. versus uber and cabs i had to make my own money Uh, i see so the quicker i could get somebody yeah so so now someone else now it's just like eh, whatever yeah you know and and the great thing now is that these customers because they're not being charged it's it's a complimentary service right you know they're not in a rush so they're like, yeah, I get there when so, I get there. Exactly. Let's just enjoy yeah. the ride. Let's enjoy the conversation. I get yeah. to actually meet people and, and get to know them as individuals. That's cool. And just enjoy the ride. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's great. That's great, man. Um, fuck. I had a had a thought. Oh, I'm head. sorry. I was like, there was a, I was going somewhere. And, uh, no, um, um, no. Okay. So it was, it was kind of along the lines of the, the negativity and that, that's easy to spread and all that kind of shit too. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm very vocal about wanting to be positive, you know, because for me, again, going back to the whole experiencing, you know, depression most or well, not most of my life, but for a huge chunk of my life. And even today in a more manageable way or much smaller waves, thankfully, but, uh, it's, it's the idea that part of preventing those waves from happening for such a long amount of time, is constantly feeding myself positive messages. So, you know, I'm a pretty big YouTube junkie. I'll admit that. Uh, so Who is it? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. <laughs> People that don't have time for it. <laughs> They're like, I'm above that. I watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> or the people that spend all day at Barnes & Noble's. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why would anybody do that? Barnes & Noble's is dead. Not books. I love books. I'm just saying it sucks because Barnes and Nobles is basically like a dead industry now. Almost. Yeah, if you got a Kindle Fire or whatever, you can just digitally read something. (laughs) Some Fahrenheit 451 bullshit going on. Read it. Read it. 
read every novel about future dystopia and realize that we're living in it. Um, That's cool, but at the end of the day, don't be one of those people that tells me they make a movie of your favorite book. Be like, oh, the book is so much better. Yeah, well, I watched that in two hours. I'm done. Well, it, <laughs> I'm not so much no, of a no, reader no. as most it, people. In all fairness, people only say that about books they care about. That's the funny thing. I mean, that's that's 100% of the time that's the case, is the book is better than the movie. That's just always, mm-hmm. always, you can, fucking you can always. You go into more detail with a book, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But as I'm saying, it's the same thing like like what you just said. Dude, you would say the same thing about a fucking comic book. You know you mm. would. You'd yeah. be like, oh, the, the comic is way better than the movie. <laughs> like, you, that's just, mm, that's the way it is. And if you're into anything, if you're into any kind of idea based on some kind of literary... Um, well, for me, when I go to a movie, like say comic book movies, for instance, I, I go in with that mindset of of I'm seeing someone else's interpretation of that character. Mm. Because again, when I when I read comic books, the great thing about being able to read a comic book is that you're able to give that character a voice. Mm-hmm. So th- the voice that I have for a particular character may be different from the voice you think of. But right. going and seeing a movie, I get to see that person's interpretation of sure. that world. And there's that, and there's the fact that it's easier and quicker to digest, obviously, because mm-hmm. like you said, it's two hours, maybe three at the most, rather than spending, you know, an entire day or week or however long it takes to read a certain, you know, novel or whatever, or series of comics or whatever the fuck. So, you know, I guess you get more bang for your buck, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, but takes away from the imagination when you're reading that's that's the whole point so some people like to see other people's interpretations and a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're like they ruined it's been ruined (laughs) (laughs) but that was a huge tangent about movies and whatever the fuck what were we talking about before that um (laughs) fuck i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were talking about youtube Okay. Um, wow, that was that was really quick. Um, <laughs> no, but the idea that that I was trying to hit home with that was that um, there were there's there's a few channels that I'm subscribed to that present you know very productive and positive ideas from you know different people and, and a variety of fields and people who could be considered experts in their field and all that kind of stuff. It's great because it gives you a whole palette of of ideas to pick from. They like say, like, okay, in this field, this is a thing. In this field, this is a thing. And it kind of gels everything together because then you can see what are the characteristics or what are those traits that are common to every field? Because there are those things. There are this, There's a lot of overlap. Like There's, there's a reason why some fields are uh, interdisciplinary. It's, it combines all these different fields into to one particular study and there's a lot more of that going on so it's more collaborative in that way and uh that kind of shit keeps me positive it keeps me in a positive mindset of like there are always better ways of doing things Mm -hmm. so one i'm not alone in thinking that like (laughs) (laughs) like there's a better way to do this you know so it makes me feel uh not as bad when I kind of shit on my own beliefs, because I'm always questioning my own beliefs. I have to, if I'm going to be serious about, you know, bettering myself as a person or just progressing, you know, that kind of stuff. I always want to feel like I'm progressing towards something rather than just adopting a standard set of beliefs and then just, you know, flatlining at that point, just like, this is stubborn. (laughs) It it is interesting because I kind of, I'm, I'm a little different in that aspect as far as, I kind of shut my brain off to a lot of that stuff until 
uh, until it's it, it's kind of placed in front of me. I, I kind of solve those those type of scenarios, like when it happens, mm. versus instead of having to prep myself for it. No, uh, it's it's kind of like any any like look at it like a job kind of format. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I want to learn what it is, but I I don't learn it until I have to use it. Instead of, it's it's I don't know I don't know how to explain it like. Well, from my from my angle here, what I'm saying is that since there are so many qualities and traits about any given field of information or oh. any subject, if I learn something about anything like random statistic out of my ass 98% of the time, <laughs> I'm going to be able to find a way to link it back to something that I already know that mm-hmm. I can, I can know this new information intuitively mm-hmm. without having to remember it because it, it's, it's, you're intuiting it based on what you already know and okay. saying, Oh, this is like this thing that I'm already very familiar with. Okay. Yeah. And that you aspect, I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Using reference points. Exactly. So that's how you're constantly able to learn mm-hmm. new information, kind of stay on the up and up of what's going on in, in the world, because there are so many different things to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, what I'm trying to kind of understand with you is, is, why? No. <laughs> well, the, the, the point of why are you you of always having that because that self doubt is there, having to constantly be find things to not, not like pick yourself up, but you you always need that um, reassurance. It's not a reassurance for me. It's okay. a, it's a matter of it's almost like training. Mm-hmm. You know, training for any situation that I'm going to fall into. Let's put it that way. I know it's a, it's a very, it's not like a specific thing of like, oh, I want to make, you know, whatever. It's just, I want to be in as few situations as possible where I'm in a conversation or I'm in a situation, some type of scenario where um, I don't know what's going on or something like that. You know, no, but you I'm, I'm, I'm referring saying? more to like where you're talking about like trying to bring that positivity in. Like when you're like battling your depressive moments. Well, because that's that's, trying to build yourself up emotionally. But that's part of it, too. Uh If I'm in a lot of situations where I don't know what the fuck is going on, Mm -hmm. then I then I'm starting to think like, oh, shit, like feel dumb. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And then that makes me feel like, damn, where, where did I miss out on? this information like why do i not know that yet yeah see that's, how has this been like a thing that i've missed out on my entire life that kind of thing you know because i have had those moments occasionally i mean granted not not very often not mm-hmm. saying like i don't i don't know everything about everything obviously but you don't play uh, into it like you do which is what I, I like about you like if you don't know something you'll you, nah, you put just, it out there like i don't know like you know, yeah yeah me. no i own up to it yeah i i I like to tell people i quite is the funny thing is honestly my my mode of operation is to act like I don't know, even when I know something, just to see what just how to, they just to see what they know. Because mm-hmm. if you approach it from the, the from the perspective of like, you know, if you come if you come at it with like uh, uh, this kind of like pompous attitude of like, well, I know things, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and then it becomes like a pissing match of like, who knows what about what? Yeah, I'll just I, like I don't give a fuck about that. Like I don't have that big of an ego that I need to fucking like throw myself around and shit like that it's like no but going no. with that that that's kind of where i'm trying to figure out because this is i'm seeing a, a side of you that i've known you forever and this is a side that we've never really talked about hmm. so it, it's 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 very fascinating because it's it's like you as you know i'm, I'm a person that doesn't care about a lot of things um <laughs> as far as, i don't care about anything about as far as like how people 
interpret me and, and stuff like that. And so I'm trying to understand that mentality. No, of, but but see, but what I'm saying is that that's very similar because I don't care what people think about me in that regard. Like I would, I'm willing to play the fool mm-hmm. if it means I could extract some information about, about something mm-hmm. because people just like to show off how much they know about things. Yeah, definitely. They'll be like, yeah, let me tell you all about this. And I'm like, okay, like, in my mind, I'm like, I already know, like, most of the shit, but I want to see their way of thinking about it or their way of explaining it mm-hmm. in the off chance that I'll be able to pick up a new piece of, of something that I may, may have missed. Mm-hmm. People that would consider themselves, like, at the top, like the experts of experts, sometimes they miss some very fundamental things mm-hmm. because they let their ego get the best of them and they skip over some of these fundamental things. They never revisit those fundamental aspects once they get deep enough. You see what I'm saying? With you, like you have that, that understanding of always wanting to learn. This is something we've always had that we, we share similar backgrounds in that. Like, yeah, we, we don't know everything and we're always open to hear new ideas and, and new perspectives. Sure. And that's where I'm kind of trying to bridge that's where my bridge is not connected where it's like i understand that about you Mm -hmm. so in that aspect if every day is a new learning experience yes how do you allow your own self-criticism to get in the way if everything is always a new learning experience if you look at it from that aspect Mm, i don't quite follow maybe i'm maybe i'm not interpreting this the right way or yeah i'm not or I'm, I'm not saying it clearly like as far as like um because because to me those things make sense if 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 i'm constantly putting myself in a position of being able to learn new things or um being open-minded enough to accept new ideas into my existence my mind and my you know my body my person that would create a lot of self-doubt I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't they aren't open minded to shit because because the the presentation of new information could very well potentially shake their already existing beliefs. Okay, so that's something I don't understand because for me if it's like if something proves me wrong, I'm like, "Oh shit." Like, okay, uh, but that <laughs> but that's not a lot of people though. Yeah, that, see, that that's, that's where that's, my confusion's coming in. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think most people will shut themselves off mm-hmm. from new information that's going to be contradictory to what they already believe. And and the amount of cognitive dissonance they're going to experience is related to how fundamental that idea is to their existence, right? If it's like one of the one of the deepest of core beliefs like mm-hmm. that, you know, foundation that they build everything else on. Well, if you're cracking away at that foundation, <laughs> that but no, <laughs> everything else kind of cr- <laughs> no, everything else kind of crumbles from there. You but, know what I mean? Uh, for me, I feel like that that's an adult moment where you take some time to reflect and you're saying that, man. But think about it. Think about if somebody presented to you information and their new information reveals to you that everything you knew or everything you thought you knew was a lie. How fucking like crazy would that be? How earth shattering would that be? Because you would have to rethink your entire existence. And the older you get, Mm -hmm. the more fucked up that is to consider. If... Well, my, I, I think 
it's hard for me to, to, to concrete say that, you know, it wouldn't bother me. But it's one of those things where life has, has already come at me pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there are things that have, I've changed my outlook on a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. and as we get older, that's going to be a thing. As we get older, as we mature, there's going to be, the way I thought when I was a teenager is completely different from the way I think now. Right. You know, and one of the reasons why I like doing this podcast is because it's, we get to right. go back and listen to that. So it's. But that's also because of the fact that we're in a very developmental stage in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like we haven't been adults for that long in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, however old we are right now, which we have revealed before, it's not a secret. Uh, <laughs> you know, we will live twice as long, mm-hmm. maybe even three times as long. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we, we, we may be ending the first quarter or third or whatever of our lives right now. That's crazy. Yeah. For me, I'm still trying to get down to like the core of, I'm still really just trying to understand how depression, especially with somebody like you, mm. how, how depression affects you in the sense of, of, because you're, again, you seem like a, 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 a an individual that has a lot of control over your life and yes, you think a lot, your mind's always running, but this is why we're able to have these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you've gotten to a point where it's almost like there's, there's certain aspects where you're like, I don't give a fuck what people think about me in that, in that, in that term. Mm-hmm. But then there's other aspects where it's like, it really does matter. Sure. You know why? And that's where I'm trying to kind of understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, But I, I love analyzing this shit about myself because I realize the more I analyze about myself, the more I understand about the human condition as a whole. Right. Because I am a human and I belong to this experience. So, By that logic, everybody is prone to experiencing the entire emotional spectrum of what it is to be a human. Mm -hmm. So anybody that denies that is full of shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If they say, well, you know, I just shut off that whole... It's like, yeah, it's not that you don't experience that emotion. It's just that you're denying it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want for whatever made up reason, you know, oh, feels weak or whatever the fuck, you know, I don't know. People have all kinds of fucking reasons for shutting themselves off to certain emotions. But what I will say, going back to your question, is that it comes from my sense of wanting to be understood. Mm-hmm. That's the huge thing for me. OK, and that's that's something that I've come to realize about myself particularly. But in the process also realizing well it's not just me that's everybody Mm -hmm. everybody wants to belong to something right they just want to be liked and understood to a certain extent now granted we're all complex individuals and nobody will completely understand anybody else Mm -hmm. except themselves and even then Nobody really understands themselves either. Yeah, because it's always <laughs> growing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a ever it's, never ending cycle. Right, it's hard. You can't pin mm-hmm. yourself down. And if you do, if you choose to define yourself so strictly and harshly, you're automatically limiting the experiences you're going to have. Exactly. Because you're saying, "Well, I'm this, so I can't do that," mm-hmm. or "I think this way, so I can't." Because then it'll automatically contradict any of your beliefs, anything Ex- yeah. outside that spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that makes so, sense. So you have to come to terms with the fact that we're all full of shit to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. We're all contradicting our own beliefs to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just kind of a given. Now, would I like 
to lead a fucking totally honest path full of integrity and like yes that's what i strive for it's the perfectionist mentality that i have mm-hmm. is it achievable humanly i don't think so i don't think we've been granted that gift but it doesn't mean we shouldn't strive for it i, f- I feel like there, there's a point though where for you it's 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 almost like there's a point when like you said you hold yourself at, at too high of a standard sometimes sometimes there's certain things are that's as good as it's gonna get you know what I mean? It's like, I, I understand the perfectionist side of things, but like, mm-hmm. there's a point when it's like, you judge yourself to a point where it's just like, what? that's good at where it's at, you know? But by whose standards? See? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that that's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, like, it's, we, it's, it's very interesting. Like we, we all have to set our own standards for what's good, mm-hmm. or what's good enough, or what's best, or whatever. You, you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, so based on that... Ultimately, we, it's like, I feel like that's where that happiness kind of comes in. It's like... It does. We're, we're, we're at that point but when you, on that spectrum. When you're able to meet your own expectations. Mm-hmm. That's my point about that, right? Mm-hmm. So, see, because now I feel weird, because I don't... <laughs> I feel like I'm the... I, I, and, and again, I apologize if I come off sounding really ignorant during this whole conversation, but it's just, I've never felt that. Mm. So it's interesting. And I'm, I'm trying to kind of put myself in that Dude, situation you, and it's, it's hard. Yeah. But that's, that's my point. Mm-hmm. That's my point. So that's hard for you to understand now without putting myself totally on the fringe of things. Okay. That's the feeling that I've had most of my life. And that's why I've kind of gone into that depression it's realizing that you have this way of thinking about things Mm -hmm. and that it's a very uncommon thing that a lot of people don't understand Mm -hmm. so if it's like holding yourself to these high standards or whatever the fuck or overthinking things like i said i'm always in my head i'm always thinking about this 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 and thinking about how to better this uh process or this thing what i should be doing what i shouldn't be doing and trying to like aim towards this kind of idealized version of myself Right. And I think about those things so often that it's kind of led me through these processes of just questioning everything. Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? My entire life. Why this? Why this? Why that? Why that? Always. And, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, no, but but when you do that long enough and you start reaching some some areas that are considered kind of fringe and where people are like, dude, why can't you just be okay with some things? You know, like, why do you have to question everything? And like, because I just want to know, like, I just yeah. want to know. So I know. See, and I think- it, it's it's not a, it's not a, it's not like a lack of respect for those things. Mm-hmm. It's not a disregard for those ideas. It's just trying to fundamentally understand how they came about and why they're there so that way you can push them a little bit because if you understand why they're there you can say oh that's what it is if that's Mm -hmm. what if that's the reason let's push that a little bit and Mm -hmm. let's expand that let's all better ourselves you know like (laughs) everybody you know so it's like i can i can uh contribute to the pushing of that thing you Mm -hmm. know if you understand systems and if you understand the reasons why systems are in place for what they are, then you understand how to better navigate those systems rather than like complaining about it or criticizing or which we're all prone to do. Mm-hmm. We're all prone to criticize other things aside from ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we criticize ourselves and say, OK, well, here's a thing. I'm going to learn about this thing. Let me figure out what it is about me that has this 
dissonance with the external world and figure out how to navigate those things, okay, well then you can, uh, you can, you can reconcile those things and then you can better navigate what already exists and learn to shape it in the way that would better suit you or people you love or whatever. And I'm, I'm being very vague yeah, right but now. I'm sorry. I, 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 again, I, there are points of that that I, I do agree with you on. Mm. My, my confusion is, is how do you let things like that overwhelm you? Because there's, there's a point where it's like, I understand it becomes too much. That's what and, it is. And I've, I myself, it, I've learned to not let that become a thing. It's overwhelming because of the fact that when you realize those things, then you want to be around like-minded people that also understand those things. And there are very few people who are on that level of, mm-hmm. of caring that much. Because even if people understand those things, some people get to the point where they understand those things, but then they don't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like not only finding people who understand those things, but also people who are actively wanting to do things about those things and create things and who understand that aspect of, oh shit, you can create anything. Those are some very weird individuals that come to that realization. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I like those people. And those are the people that I'm naturally drawn to. The people that realize the power within themselves to create things and to, oh, here's a thought I had, boom, manifest it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's a thing that exists. Whereas most people would just like, eh, I don't, you know, whatever, you know. And again, I would include I, I would include myself in that category of of being that way at times, at least for a very long time, because because yeah. I'm thinking about how do I go? Like I realize that I need to do that. I need to do that. How do I do that? I don't know how to do that. Fuck. And then like, <laughs> and then I get down on myself. And then, but again, this is why I've gotten better at navigating this recently, is because I've had a lot more time to really research a lot of things and think, oh, that's how that, you know, like understand processes a little bit better and realize that there's a way of circumnavigating the established order of things and really just creating what you want for yourself Mm -hmm. rather than having to go through the already, like I said, the established processes of this is the way we do things and this is the way it's been done for years and decades and centuries and And you can realize you can flip that shit on its head and just do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Yeah, now Who you're it kind of like that free thinking, that free thinker artist of, of, of just doing everything in house, doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody can come in and tell you that you're doing it wrong because then it, it's, it works. If it works, it fucking works. If it works, it works. Okay. So with that being said, mm-hmm. I guess where we differ is that if I'm creating something, mm-hmm. Um, Why are you trying to create a difference between us, man? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to understand. I really <laughs> You're just am. like, yeah, but 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 I do this and you do that. Uh, yeah, but I do, but, but I do this and you're totally I, different. I, I really want to understand like where you're coming from on those because okay. it's it's one of those things where it's just like my mentality is of just do it. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> no, just we're all you know like we're all a little bit weird. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody's crazy. <laughs> everybody's crazy. Oh yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like when I do something. I don't want it to come off like I don't put thought into it. Like, let's say writing music, for instance. If I write something, yeah, that there is a passionate side of it that I, that I'm putting into it. That there's there is some soul that I'm putting into into a particular track, right? But it get there gets to a point where it's like I don't want to overthink it too much. No, and that's yeah, that's valid. You know, of I, course, I, it's just like that's just what I was feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, and and I'd leave it at that. Whereas 
you know, and again, it's it's they're separate processes, though. And that's something that I will agree to. And that's something mm-hmm. I've, I've had conversations about, too. And that was my lack of understanding at the time of what this particular person I had a conversation with was trying to say. Because, again, sometimes things get misconstrued just the way people say things. Um, but what I will agree with is that, yes, those are separate processes. But the funny thing about it is the more you think about things when you're not in the process of creating the easier it is to create when you are in that creative process. So let's bring it back to music, for instance, okay? Mm-hmm. If you spend a lot of time learning the methods and techniques that your favorite musical artists use, right? You really dissect what they're doing, and you pinpoint the specific areas in a particular song or whatever. Like, I like that. Let me figure out how to do that. Well, now you know how to do that, this is a thing. Here's a block of information about what that is and how to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in the creative process of not thinking about things, that's intuitive. You don't have to think about that because you already, naturally you already did the process of analyzing it. Mm-hmm. But now that becomes part of who you are. And now when you're just creating without thinking, you're shutting off your brain. Now you're just starting to do this weird fucking shit. So I would relate that to... Something like um, odd meter, you know, the sevens and the nines and all that kind of shit, whatever the fuck, you know, that's natural for me now. Now, somebody who's listening to that, they would think, oh, my God, this guy's like fucking, you know, intellectualizing everything he's doing. And yada, he's yada, trying yada. to be he's complex. trying to be so fucking <laughs> prog. And, uh, and I'm like, no, that's just that's based on the fact that those are things that I listen to very, very regularly. And I've learned how to play. Um, a lot of songs that that do those kinds of things. Now that's just natural. That's the go-to. Whenever I'm dicking around and I'm not thinking about what I'm doing, I'm automatically doing these like really fucking odd patterns because that's what I'm inclined to do. That's what I gravitate towards, and that's mm-hmm. what feels natural for me. I've, if I play I've something that same way, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I can't do it as as proficient as you as far as knowing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I've surrounded myself around those type of bands that do that to the yeah. point where the patterns become ingrained yeah. into my 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 own being and i've put that in so i agree with you in that aspect i yeah. may not know what they're doing technically yeah but it's it's like when you feel that rhythm yeah it it, it, it gets imprinted on you absolutely and there's there's some bands that we both listen to that when i first listened to them i thought oh these guys have to know what they're doing Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, you hear them talk about their music and they can't explain shit. They're yeah. just like, oh, I don't know. And it's because they're just paying attention. Maybe they're paying attention to somebody that knows what they're doing. I mean, obviously, it all goes back to somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, somehow, whether it's like uh, it just didn't through, come out of thin air. Yeah. Whether it's through like uh, uh, one generation or two generations or whatever of like influence, you know, mm-hmm. there at some point there was somebody who really knew what they were doing. And they had somebody that listened to them that was mimicking their style. Someone else was mimicking that person's style, et cetera, et cetera. So it all goes back to that of just actively, attentively listening to these details and realizing that's a cool thing that I like and I'm going to learn how to do it. And you go through the intellectual process of figuring out what it is and analyzing it. And then when you get into the creative turning off your brain process and being in the pure creative moment of just, you know, Mm -hmm. it just comes out. And that's what happens. So, 
I don't know why we got into that, but it's because it's 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 one of those things where it's like we're 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 very similar but very different, mm. and and it's for me so it's, is everybody. Yeah, it's 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 interesting <laughs> because um, yeah, well, there's there's that's this, that's why I like knowing people though. Mm-hmm. That's why I like talking to people because that is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot of people out there that choose to not talk to people who don't have similar beliefs to them to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that whole idea of wanting to be connected to people that are like you, wanting to feel understood, that kind of thing. Well, inevitably, you're going to find a point where even the most similar people break off on certain subjects or certain Mm -hmm. areas just because it's not something that they're particularly interested in or they're not knowledgeable about or they don't they just don't care. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, whatever. So you find those breaking points and you will inevitably be disappointed (laughs) in that other person, you know. So it's just, that's just how it is. You so know? you're disappointed in me, Adam? Yeah, I'm disappointed in everybody. <laughs> I, I'm being totally serious. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad thing because I'm disappointed in myself as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't criticize anybody for anything that I don't already criticize myself for. And then I, I, at the end of the day, I mean, I could have easily just agreed with everything you said. And then play, All right, let's, play, that, let, let's, play that card. Let's roll back to the first episode and let's just have you agree with everything that I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But that's what I'm saying. I, I think that, that that's that's why that's why I like our friendship. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like I, I, I know what you're talking about all the time. Dude, and, uh, and I know vice versa. Yeah, no. Dude, I don't, I don't fucking... I don't do that with anybody that I'm like close friends with. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever fucking like there's times I might, you know, eh, you know, I might nod and say hmm, whatever. It's not that I don't understand them. It's that I understand where they're coming from, but maybe I don't particularly agree and I don't feel it's worth it to ruffle feathers or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not worth it to fucking, you know, present a contrary point of view if it's not like there's no good in it. If you can yeah, see there's and, no good. And I don't in see it. anything negative in the conversation we were having either. It was, nah. it was me. If anything, if I took anything away from this conversation is I really want to kind of like delve into my mom. Like I, I really want to see where she, where she's at. <laughs> mm, see, okay. Yeah, I can see that because as long as it comes from a place of love and not a, oh, pla- yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not a place of judgment. No, 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 no. That, 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 again, that, that's, that's, I'm trying to grow as an individual by doing this, by having Mm. these conversations. It's like, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near being judgmental during this whole conversation. Yeah. It was me just honestly being confused, trying to figure out where you're coming from. And some of the things that you said have put it in perspective for me to be able to kind of look for signs when I'm talking to my mom. Yeah. And maybe by doing that, Mm. I will not be so harsh towards her. Because I do come off as a dick to some people. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I am harsh. <laughs> I am harsh in certain aspects. No. Yeah. No, and I, so it's it, this is a learning process for me. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, I, again, if I offended you or I offended anybody listening, that, mm. that wasn't the aim. It was me seriously trying to understand yeah. depression in, in, in no, its actual form. I actually wasn't offended in, in any way whatsoever. Because like I said, I think a lot of it stems from people not feeling like they're understood. So if you're coming at it from a perspective of actually wanting to learn it Uh or learn about that person and understand it, that's a positive thing and that would be interpreted positively. Whereas if it's just more of like understanding how to 
you know, uh, like, ah, I don't get it. What the fuck's wrong with you? That kind of thing. You know, like, like, oh, it doesn't exist. Prove to me yeah. why you think it's an actual yeah. thing. Right. Well, that or just like learning how to like, quote unquote, deal with people. Mm-hmm. I experience it, you know, because there's this a whole thing with like understanding anything. If you go into understanding anything with the mindset of actually wanting to learn and understand it and care about that particular thing, mm-hmm. it's going to go a lot more beneficially than if you're just trying to understand it for the sake of like, well, I just got to understand how to navigate the sea of people that I can't relate to, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> just, and there's, I just need to know how to deal with these people. <laughs> like, well, you know. I, I'm coming from my standpoint of understanding it for not being able to, to deal with them, but to, yeah, like to be on that level of, of, cause I, again, I don't understand it cause I don't, I don't, I don't have that situation, mm. but it has helped me to like, in certain aspects that we have, Yeah, you know, when, when it, you know, a lot of people don't know that, but you're, you're the one that do, does all the editing. Mm. You know, I don't have, I don't do any of that with, with my schedule. I, it doesn't allow me to do that. Yeah. So again, because I know that you, you, you're very analytical about things. Yeah. You know, I may ask you about something, but I know not to push too hard. Because mm-hmm. I know that that's something you don't like. We've we've had that happen before, and it mm-hmm. was like it wasn't me trying to micromanage. It was just like, hey, what's going on with it? Mm-hmm. And again, with with like this situation, I know mm-hmm. when where where to kind of be at and what not to push too far. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's it's so there, there's that understanding, but the depressing side of it, like the depression itself, yeah, be, knowing somebody who deals with that, I. Yeah. And we're on a on a close friend type of because there's people on my Facebook yeah. that battle depression. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit there and ask them. Right, right, yeah. That's a it's a little. If you don't know somebody well enough, I suppose that could be interpreted like kind of. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you. I so it's one of those things where since we're on the topic, yeah, because they don't know where you're coming from with it. That's why. Yeah, and that that's what I was. That's what I meant. Where it's it for me, I, I feel like it's a touchy subject because oh, I, I feel like there's only certain people that I can ask that. That I well, feel comfortable asking them. That. But like I said, it, if it comes from a genuine place, and if you phrased it correctly, you know, and explained why you're interested, you know, mm-hmm. you just go up. To, if you go up and ask anybody about anything that they know, it's going to be a little weird at first if you don't really explain the reason for your question in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a little off-putting in a way of like, uh, okay. Okay, you know, like, <laughs> and that's where I'm still learning. I'm learning how to, how to, how to phrase things properly. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a a minor formality, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. like, even if you ask some random person that you didn't fucking know, you could say, you know, I just say, I think I know somebody that's going through this, and you're very open about your depression. So, <laughs> you know, would you mind informing me about what that's like? Because you know, I'm I need to know um how to approach this person that i care about and you know whatever something like that you know like whatever like there's a setup there's like a an explanation behind your your intent of asking those questions and i think anybody who's in their right mind you know just a decent human being would indulge you in that and say well okay well here's the thing it's funny it's funny just talking about this i'm one of the most like like easy to talk to people when it comes to like just kind of talking in in 
generality about things. Maybe. <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, as far as, like, I can I can strike up a conversation with anybody. Mm. That's kind of where I'm going with that. But what, I've, what I'm learning here Initi- in this conversation, yeah. it's like starting up a conversation is, is very natural and easy for me. Mm-hmm. But what I'm learning in this whole process of the podcast as a whole mm-hmm. is, yes, it is easy for me to start a conversation with somebody. Right. But the one thing that I found out that I struggle with mm-hmm. is learning how to word things properly. Yeah. No, I mean, you've mentioned that before. Yeah. We, we've and, we and, talked and, about delivery and all that stuff. But more important than the, than the delivery is the intent. Mm-hmm. Because even then, and this has to do with people that I have known in my past that I won't name names because that would be disrespectful. <laughs> they will learn these psychological tricks with the intent to manipulate. And I'm like, mm, you know, like they, yeah, I'm, I'm they, they want to sure. know these things because they want to know how to convince people and to persuade people and to in turn manipulate people into liking them or agreeing with them or those kinds of things. And I, and, somebody I, and, to- and I know <laughs> some people like that and it's disgusting Mm-hmm. So again, it's it has to do with intent because that's always the danger about stuff like this. Like information in general is a great thing, and being very candid and open about things is also a great thing. The problem is, and I think the problem that a lot of people who would classify themselves in the same category as myself, who are naturally fairly guarded about themselves. Uh, don't like to expose themselves to everybody. And I, I mean that in a non-physical, disgusting way. But you know, just they, they expose their personality and reveal themselves and be totally open about who they are because they, they're very aware of the fact that there is a huge part of the population that is only interested in manipulation tactics. And maybe even part of the reason why they become depressed is because they put so much trust into people who seem trustworthy, but in the end, inevitably fail as decent human beings. And going to that whole, that's what I meant by that, of like being disappointed. Yes, I have been disappointed in everybody that I've met. But the way to reconcile that is to also say, I'm also disappointed in myself. Mm -hmm. So that's a way of kind of taking off the burden from everybody else of like, it's not everybody else's fault that they don't live up to my standards. Part of it's my fault in having these standards in the first place or holding everybody else to my standards. Cause that's not fair. Mm-hmm. If I want to shit on myself for not meeting my own standards, that's totally up to me. But to project that onto everybody else and expect them to be uh, in the same mindset is unfair. And that's something that everybody kind of does too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, everybody kind of does that. They kind of expect a lot of people they meet and you know like well yeah and and again that's i i guess in in that sense when you're talking about that it's like it's almost like well then would you classify me as a a naive individual then because we we're all naive yeah i we're all naive to a certain extent about something i always try to give people everybody is because i'm not that guarded type of individual i try to give people the benefit of the doubt and i've been screwed so many fucking times because of it well, that's that's not naivete. That's that's just acceptance of the fact that you're going to be disappointed and just being like, yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, because that's ultimately one of the reasons why I'm able to be so yeah so uh, open with ex- people. Yeah, like, exactly. Up front, and I'm not trying to fucking. I hope. I hope this is not my intent is to spread my own neuroses to everybody else. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, d- I doubt that. That's, 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 that's just me. I'm like, that's I'm letting you know how much it sucks, too. So it's like <laughs> there's a plus side to it, but there's also a very negative side to it as well, as I've explained already. But the, on the positive, at the same time, I, I limit the amount of potential harm that i put myself in you know like mm-hmm. i don't put myself in as much risk of being hurt because of that because i i try to limit the people that i open myself to um now granted with the so po- with the podcast can... though that's a different thing mm-hmm. because the way i see it is anybody who's listening to this already has an interest in hearing what i have to say or what you have to say they're already interested so i don't have to convince them you see what I'm saying? It, it's different if I were to if I were to say all the shit that I'm saying now on my Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever the fuck, you know, social media. Everybody has to know about me. <laughs> you know, like you're kind of force feeding people like they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they don't have to. They don't really have to read it, but it's going to show up in their feed. And I don't want to subject anybody to that kind of shit. It's like, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna hear me babble about me and my life and experiences, I I would hope you would at least be interested. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, that means you're probably somewhat interested in what, especially in what this we far in. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so that kind of um, it it diminishes the importance that's attached to this. You know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of allows the platform because again, it's like a safe space. We have our own platform here. Yeah, like there's there's the website we created it. It's it's our own space and whatever the fuck, and we have we control over that. Do and say whatever we want. Exactly. So you know you're welcome to it, and if you don't like it, then you can kindly go away and do something else. That's mm. fine. You know. So my next question for you is is um, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so <laughs> I like it. No. We've we've talked about people being jaded before. Yeah. Is there an aspect of being because you're so guarded now, because people have disappointed you. Yeah. Do you feel that you're jaded in that aspect? I was. Is it something you're working through? Yeah, definitely. All the time. That's what I was, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a phase in the sense that you go through life and you're, you're, you're a child and you're curious and you're open to everything and you're generally happy mm-hmm. because Everything's limitless, you know. The, the world is hasn't fucked you yet. It hasn't, yeah, it hasn't really, it hasn't really fucked you yet, not yet. And then the world just gently, it just, you know, slips in. It's like, oh, it just, yeah, just the tip, you know, just, just, yeah, that's fine. No, no, I promise. It's just no. And then it just starts ass ramming you, like, like you know, and like very, very brutally, you know, just like, eh. like I, and, and, and <laughs> honestly, dude, I, I honestly feel like once you have a kid. Mm. Because me and you both are kind of like big kids at heart, mm-hmm. I think that will help. No, I know, some of that. I know it will. That's that's the thing about it, man. Kids I don't, I don't, relive it all over again, dude. I, I mean, first of all, I'm already doing that, and but that's that's one of my goals is to not let that part die. A lot of people think, and we've talked about this before too. I don't have to repeat it so much, but you know, a lot of people think that being adult means to just completely deny the inner child, and I think that's wrong mm-hmm. on all levels because that's kind of like giving up on what you thought life was going to be and you're accepting 
someone else's version of what life has to be. You know, like we, we are the, we are the authors of our own lives. Mm -hmm. Every one of us, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You just have to accept the consequences for that. Yep. That's where the sacrifices come in. Uh, that is, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that I'm not trying to imply that you should do bad things, mm -hmm. but you could, if yeah. you wanted to, <laughs> people do that shit all the fucking time, mm -hmm. but you have to accept that. That accountability. Yeah. If you're going to do something that's totally fucked up and you're going to just totally infringe on other people's space and rights and whatever the fuck, well, you got to accept the consequences, but you have to accept the consequences for anything that's good as well. If you're going to be a good person, open, trusting, and all those things, you have to accept the fact that most people are very shitty and they're not going to understand you and they're going to see your positivity and open-mindedness as weak and indecisive and there's a lot of assholes and they're going to fucking try to shit on you and bring you down to their level because they think, oh, this person just doesn't get it. They don't understand how shitty life is. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people out there that understand how shitty life is and they go through that, but it's a phase and they come out of it on the other side, realizing, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I understand how shitty things are, mm -hmm. but I don't want to be plagued by that. Take control of your destiny. Yeah. You just, you get from the world what you put in. Mm -hmm. If you're putting in positivity into the world, you will attract like-minded individuals and you will attract people who are also of a positive mindset or who are at least trying to better themselves and not live in a world of shit. Mm -hmm. If you subscribe to the idea that the world is shitty and everything sucks and there's nothing you can do and you're weak and you're powerless and everything's rigged and everything's Why fucking... Try? Yeah, it's just, dude, you're going to fucking just suffer mm -hmm. your entire life. Why? Why put the energy into that shit? And there's so it's many people that it. think that way, too, that it's just going to... But but Manifest. again, but 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 people take pride in the fact that they're quote unquote aware. Oh, I'm just I just I'm 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 woke. <laughs> I know what's going on. But man. have you actually awoke? Because you're not no. trying to change anything. Well, that's my point, man. Like, <laughs> of course, there's a world of shit out there. I'm not denying that. I just don't want to think about it 100 percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Or I at least want to focus on ways that. I can get myself out of that and find ways to spread something that's a little bit more positive and not already regurgitate all the negative bullshit that's already being regurgitated like tenfold. You know, mm -hmm. you get people that spout shit and people that re-spout shit because they read shit and then people that are re-spouting re-spouted shit that was shit on already. Like, you know, it's just mm -hmm. third generation, fourth generation. Like, here's a source. Here's another source that read the first source and the secondary, you know, third source, tertiary source, yada, 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 whatever. You're getting all these fucking source of a source of a source of a source. It's insane. And it goes on forever and ever and ever. And everybody fucking spreads it into their own inner circles of just being like, yeah, here's the thing that I read. This is so fucked up. Everybody needs to know about this. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. I mean, yeah, you can help. You can do positive things. That's what matters. Are you going to fucking repost something and then just bitch about it and complain or are you just going to go out into the world and actually do something to change it yep. rather than like i'm a fucking you know i'm a i'm gonna repost the post that everybody should read everybody will love me they'll be like this guy is so smart for reposting that thing that 
Everybody should read. That was great. Remember that time that guy reposted something? Man, that guy was brilliant for reposting that thing. <laughs> hey, kudos to you. You read an article. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm going to give you an LOL and an awesome thumbs up. There was a really good sketch on SNL, and that is something that you will rarely hear anybody say. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Saturday Night Live in a long time. It's been a very fucking long time. No, so, okay, so um, we, we always have to mention Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> Wait, was, he was in the last episode too, right? Yeah. He's yeah. been in every episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. L- Louis, if you're out there, if you're actually hearing this, we love you, man. <laughs> Be on our podcast. No, no, he doesn't give a shit about us. He doesn't know who we are. Um so so my my mom was telling me she's like oh she knows how much of a fan I am she's like oh Louis C K is on SNL and I was like oh this is probably a repeat whatever you know because he's been on there before mm-hmm. it wasn't it was a newer episode so it, it was, was a few it was a few weeks ago and uh, there was this one sketch that was on there that was about that exactly it was like one of those like digital shorts or whatever the fuck you know and it was uh, I, I forgot what his name was in the sketch but it was a very quick kind of musical sketch and they were like uh, making fun of the way that like people that repost things on social media like how they feel like they're being active you know mm-hmm. that pat like, on the back yeah 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 like oh you changed the world like you know i have to, <laughs> have to find that thing but uh it's it's really good i was like fuck yeah fuck yeah yeah i'm down to watch it because the only louis ck <laughs> skit that i've seen him on snl was the one where he he worked at the sprint store the manager is like this like ghetto black chick mm. and so like he's mocking her when she walks away and then she comes back and catches him and so he has to carry that, like, that's just naturally how he talks. Right. And so, yeah, it's, that's the only sketch I've ever seen. I, I'm not a big SNL guy. So. I, I was a big SNL guy um, during, well, I wasn't a, before I was a guy. When I was, <laughs> I was a big SNL boy. So like, <laughs> before my balls completely dropped. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they were like half, half mass. Um, <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, what, in the 90s. In the 90s. Let's put it that way. I'm just trying to imagine balls half mass. Not fully down, not fully up. They're just kind of sitting there right underneath yeah, the yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah. Nah, still, still wrinkled, but you know. But not quite dropped yet. Just, oh, Jesus. Just, just, just small and wrinkly. Before I was 12. <laughs> so I was 12 in 2000, so you know. Oh, Jesus. So, so this was before that. Oh, yeah. So in the 90s. Yeah. Before, okay. I, was, before I was 12. I had just before, came before back. From, I, before I really had balls. I had just came back from California. <laughs> so you had, so you had yet to see my balls. Yep. And you've never seen my balls, thankfully. <laughs> I came back in 2000 <laughs> from from the San Diego beach. Didn't see your balls yet. Man, those were good times. Remember that? <laughs> that's a, that'll be funny. That's that's a time. Yeah, I remember all that time before I saw his balls. Those were good times. <laughs> when you start telling the story, and they're like, "Wait, was this pre or post ball this ball scene?" Oh, this is before. It's oh, this is way before. <laughs> I knew I knew nothing of his ball structure. Yeah. No. The funny thing is, is we've been friends so long. I'm pretty sure we've both seen each other's dicks at some point. In our no, life. that's that's the funny thing. I mean, I, were you peeking at my dick? No. <laughs> I don't think... No, I don't no, think... I don't, just, no, no, I know I have some guy friends where I've at least seen their dick once. There's there's some guy friends that I have that, that <laughs> I have definitely... They've been very open about flashing their genitalia. Yeah. I won't name names, but you know who you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plenty of people I've goaded... Uh, especially, uh, especially during middle school. Yeah. 
That was like a, the age of exploration when everybody was just like, the fucking changes. Like, <laughs> I got fucking Josh. Most people uh-huh. probably won't know, but I got him one time. <laughs> He's going to be on the podcast one day. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to point it out, but we'll bring up that story. I goaded him one time by accident because I was trying oh, to go to girl. You can't accidentally goat somebody. Well, he, there was a chick outside, too. I'm not going to say her name. Oh, okay. I got, now I got you. <laughs> so you intentionally goaded. But he was unintentionally in the uh, vicinity of the goat. That's what happens when you're not a gentleman and you walk in the door first. You get a face full of my ball dick. Oh, I see. Ball dick? Okay. <laughs> and by the way, for those people that aren't unaware of the goat, because there might be some people, you know, there was a movie called Waiting in, uh, what was it, like 2000 or something like that? Yeah. Or around that time? Uh, yeah, early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. No, it was, it was a fantastic movie. <laughs> and um, had some good people. Had Luis Guzman and uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, and Justin Long, and uh, Justin Long. Yeah, he's yeah. always a whiny bitch in movies like that too. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, and Dane Cook when he had his moment of fame. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that uh, Mexican dude with the big face? He's in a lot of fucking t- Happy oh, Madison that's movies. That's what I said. Luis Guzman. Is that his name? Yeah. I never knew his name. Yeah. He's just I find him oh, hilarious. And David Kirkner. Which one's that one? He was also he was the manager in the movie. Oh, yeah, he's the reason why he's every so job I've funny. had, I he's have so fucking fun. I have that dad joke yeah. where every job I'm like the difference between extraordinary and ordinary. Just a little extra. No, but that wasn't <laughs> him though. That was the guy in the video. That was the guy in the video in the training video. No, it's the manager. No, no. Because remember, he goes. No, no, it was the guy in the training. He video. tells him not to. He, he tells him to 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 turn the fish because it's about to go bad. It's when he's having the meeting with them outside. Maybe okay. He's like, somebody uh, turn the fish or uh, move the fish is about to turn. That's like his line, but he says yeah, right yeah. after that when he's walking back inside. All right, we'll have to check that out. If you're listening to this and you side with me and you know for a fact, leave a comment. <laughs> press one. <laughs> and if it's Adam that's right. Press two. <laughs> no. Dude, so, that makes this, me feel old. Uh, I don't, how many people remember Movie Phone? <laughs> Thank you for calling Movie Phone. <laughs> it's a website now. Is it? Yeah, moviephone.com. Oh, it's weird. How do they keep phone in it? I don't know. It's not a phone. It's, it's dumb. Internet. Yeah, that's dumb. Like movie internet. Movie site, movies, <laughs> movie <laughs> wit. It just doesn't sound as good. That's that. You know, there was a board meeting. You know what I like, by the way, is that like every idea that exists in the world, mm-hmm. at some point, that conversation happened in a board meeting, and people were talking about that. That that makes me happy, especially when I see really stupid shit in the world. I'm like, this was a board meeting. Like somebody, people had a meeting about this, and they agreed. That this was the it's best. Po- this is the best possible route. You know, this is. Yeah, let's do that. Were you, were <laughs> you there when we had that conversation in high school about Shaft? No. When they had like a meeting, it's like, how about we have Shaft in Africa? Yeah, that would be a great idea. Oh my god! It like touched he on returns that. Returns to his roots, <laughs> guys. Hey guys, you know how roots? Yeah, roots. Yeah, Shaft in Africa. Although I don't know, I'm I probably sound idiotic right now because I bet Shaft in Africa was probably way before roots. I don't know, but it probably was. I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't either. History was my worst subject. Not I because I, Shaft. not because I was bad at it. But because at the time I didn't care, and I even wrote an essay. I dug it up recently. <laughs> but you didn't care. There was an there was an eighth grade essay that I wrote about how history was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll have to read that sometime because I think it's funny. Now, what I find <laughs> funny about that is, is you, I, I always pictured you as a kid that, that did well in school. I did, but my point was I hated history. I know, but and I would have never as a thought four, of you doing that. As an angry 14-year-old who was in ISS for PDA and had to do five essays... I was you got to do five essays for PDA, huh? Yeah, well, I was behind in essays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to write five essays. No, no, no. you said you got to do five essays for PDA. Oh, I see. I got you. <laughs> I always wanted to be called essay, so I was calling everybody else essay. Got to do all five of us, Holmes. <laughs> you like the PDA, huh? You got a pretty mouth, well, eh? You, you got you got five of us to PDA all over, Holmes. <laughs> You're not leaving till you're done. <laughs> you got oh. little Joker, baby Joker, <laughs> big Joker. Want to see you spread the seed all over all of us? <laughs> Better make sure you have a lot. <laughs> Drink less of milk. <laughs> my leche, Holmes. No, I don't know. <laughs> Just funnel it through. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Oh. That's the stupidest thing that's been said on this podcast. Yep. Some people would disagree. Remember that time you had a thought? That was <laughs> that was also dumb. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts are stupid. I hate your thoughts. I want to police them. Uh, no, but but realistically though, no, that was a thing. Like you know, I I did get ISS for like a day for PDA when I was in eighth Wait, grade. Wait, what was considered PDA? Though? Oh, were sorry, you seventh, holding, seventh grade. Were you holding a hand or was it kissing? No, I was full on making out. Oh, okay. With my girlfriend at the Well, time. at least they didn't catch you, catch you getting blown or fucking that, in the auditorium. That, that would have been awesome. I totally did fuck in the auditorium. I know, that's what and I And I totally didn't get caught. But that was in eighth grade. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, this was before that time. No, um... I actually remember... I don't know how many times you did that. It was just once. Okay, well, then that was the one time that I, I was there. I don't know if you remember, but I saw You're, you. You were watching. No, the <laughs> He's like, I was there. I, I was, was jerking off on the other side. I was walking by the auditorium and I saw yeah. you come out. Ah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and I just went to class. I'm sure I had, I had my smug look on my face. Yeah, like, your hair was messed up. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's wearing a skirt. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> no, um. God damn it, I'm such a fucking pig. She uh, wasn't easy. It was easy. It was easy. No, totally. I just wanted no, to classify, no. not to miss, piss off any, any females. No. no, 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 no. She was not easy. And she didn't say no. She didn't say stop. We were in love. Yeah. <laughs> that relationship went on for a long time. It did. <laughs> Seven and a half years. Anyway, so, so I got ISS because you can't show your affection for people in public, apparently. And uh, I remember I was uh, a little rebellious asshole to a certain extent uh, in the sense that, like, I went to ISS and I didn't do anything. And I kind of just, like, faked like I was reading or... Mr. V was cool as shit. Yeah, exactly. So he's just like, whatever. As long as you look busy, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Mr. Glasscock, on the other hand. Yeah. It's even funnier for the people that didn't have him and didn't know what he looked like. He looked like a New Age Hitler. No, he did. He did. <laughs> or like, uh, what's that one character's name on um, Napoleon Dynamite? The brother with the glasses. Yeah, that was totally that was totally him. That was totally him. Oh, dude! Yeah. I'm trying to remember lines from the movie right now. He was he was a very squirrely looking individual. Let's put it that way. And he used to always copy Mr. Bean and go, "Be quiet." Squirrely Hitler. <laughs> Be quiet. Squitler. <laughs> Squitler. <laughs> He actually does kind of look like Squidworth a little bit. Uh, okay. 
But anyway, <laughs> sorry. So, we have- no, no, no. So the point was, um, I was behind on essays in class and I think I was behind on like four or five essays or some shit like that. And I didn't do any of them. And I was going through this phase where I was like, I had, I had realized that hole in the system of like, oh man, I can totally like get a few zeros and still get an A and who the fuck cares? Like why do, ass- you were smart. why do assignments that I don't want to do? And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is bullshit. I don't want to do this. So I came back to class the next day and my teacher was like, oh, so where's your work? And I was like, uh, I didn't get around to it. And she's like, no. No, you're going to go back to ISS and you have to finish your work. You were supposed to be working at ISS. Fuck you, bitch. I was, like, I was so pissed. Yeah, exactly. That was my mindset at the time. Like, I was now, doing science. Now, now granted, granted, <laughs> I'm totally thankful for that. And by the end of my furious writings, by the way, I dished out like four essays furiously. And by the last one, four? yeah, I, I was just like, like, you know, it's, I mean, they're like two page essays, which, whatever each. And again, because I was so angry and like frantic in my writing and just like writing out what I was thinking about those subjects, they came out very angrily. You know, they had a lot of, a lot of fury in them uh, because I was just pissed off at my situation. And I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. But in that process, I realized like, oh shit, like. I kind of realized a little bit of like my, my potential in that way. And I was thankful for the process. And by the end of it, I wrote like a little thank you letter to her about like making me do that. You know, like, and I was so, 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 Soft so, 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 yeah, because I was just like, thank you and blah, 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 whatever. Cause I, cause I realized that in the moment and that's the kind of person that I am, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very reflective and, you know, and it's funny because she told me, she wrote a letter back to me when I turned all that stuff in and she's like, Honestly, the essays that you wrote when you were angry were the best ones because they had a lot of passion in them and they were very well written. And that's that's you. And I was just like, huh. Hold up. Hold up. So did you get a fucking A on those? I mean, I don't think I got an A because of the fact that they were late. They were like super late. Oh, OK. But, you, you know, still I, get a passing grade. On I got them? I got got passing grades Fuck and I got here. and I got positive feedback on each one of them. You know, very, it would have been so much funnier if she was like. I love the passion. This wasn't on the source no. material. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Do you have her, her, um, what she wrote you still? Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. I dug those up because, uh, during the move, like, um, mm-hmm. moved a few months ago back in December. And, um, I found all this shit that was just like, there was a whole folder of just like writings and stuff that I had. Cause I keep a lot of old stuff like that. Cause I'm very sentimental and, nostalgic somewhere yeah and i i I stumbled across that and uh i read through them and i was like holy shit you know and Mm -hmm. one of them was about like i said about history about just how much i fucking hated history. like that was the (laughs) that was like the the main subject of the uh, history's fucking stupid you don't have to fucking know like i was i hated it i fucking hate but part of that was because the way it was presented in the public school system where it's all about just memorizing dates for me, I, yeah, the date sucked. But what I what I got out of history was awesome stories of how bloody fucking. <laughs> yeah, this is brutal. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> the, some brutal shit we learned about in school when it came to history classes. Yeah, no, and in that way, I feel like I learned more about history from listening to metal than I did from history class. I was like, oh, that's cool, like Viking metal and and <laughs> I, not Viking. I didn't fucking get into that shit. <laughs> No, but some of the music I listened to was very, it was very, um, very informed, you know, mm-hmm. very historically informed and very so- socially informed, I guess. Dragons you could say. don't exist, though. Not those. 
That's why I didn't like bands that referred to dragons. I was like, this is stupid. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. You're not a Dio fan. Well, okay, no, I'm totally a Dio fan. But you know what? More so than dragons and rainbows. He, he talked about the Sacred Heart, and that was what it was all about. See, because it's sacred and it's a heart. That's sacred. It's that's sacred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And rainbows and dragons. <laughs> you know, everything else makes sense. The dragons don't make sense. But uh, no, I think he's, he's he's got a very positive message. Similarly, I wish I would have been able to meet him. He's he's one of those metal icons. That yeah, I wish I would have been able to meet. Oh, totally. Because he seemed just like very level-headed and yeah, no, he was very calm, very down-to-earth individual. From what I've heard from everybody else that's spoken of him mm-hmm. even while he was alive it's not like a, oh he's dead let's speak highly of him like, everybody's <laughs> like said that he's he's been a very kind individual and he remembered like the uh, the the most what seemingly minute details about stories you may have told him like decades ago and shit you know from when he oh, first wow, met, nice. from when he first met but he's just a very you know caring individual and shit so i'm like fuck yeah that's cool so i always like hearing stories about um celebrities or people that i look up to that have that mindset because i'm like oh cool like even though they're um they may be considered a celebrity or like a big person in this kind of like niche audience environment you know they don't let it get to their heads yeah they don't let that false idol yeah. side kind of consume them. Like, do you know who i am yeah it's, it's that like <laughs> no we're a all human people. being yeah. <laughs> we're all people we all have emotions we all bleed and yeah it, 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 if anything, it, it puts puts it in perspective and, and kind of reminds me that if I've always wanted to be in the entertainment business, yeah, in any form, yeah, and if I find any outlet in that, it's like don't change who you are. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I'm sure there's people that are listening to this that don't know who Dio is or mm-hmm. was, but yeah. they should check him out. Right, Dio's good. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not too heavy. So if you're you're afraid of screaming, it's he's actually has a really oh, great singing voice. It's classic rock, classic mm-hmm. metal. Yep. Before it was all like <laughs> you know. I'm not gonna fuck around with the mic right now. But uh any I don't know. Any uh yeah, we've been going on for a while, so any closing thoughts? We should probably wrap this up, I think. For people <laughs> Wrap it up, B. <laughs> wrap that shit up. Better wrap that gavel up, B. Telling you, <laughs> that that I know we're going on attention again, but that part of this the fucking episode yeah. always made me laugh when you fucking finger on the fucking head, yeah, and he fucking pushes her. That I don't know why that makes me laugh so fucking hard. Oh, man, I forgot I forgot that guy's name, but I wonder what he's up to. That would be interesting to find out what he's up to lately. Because I know he was yeah. he was a stand up comedian for a while. I don't was know, he? Maybe maybe he still is. I don't know. Just doing the underground circuit, possibly. People do Could that. Be. I didn't even know he did stand-up. Now I'm going to have to delve into that. Yeah, man. Which I guess makes sense because everybody else in Half-Baked were stand-up comedians. Yeah. But would he be different? Exactly. <laughs> I just didn't put the two and two <laughs> together on that. You got all, everybody else. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Fucking Brewer and Harlan Williams, Dave Chappelle, yeah. Stephen Wright, the guy on the couch. <laughs> oh, he's a stand-up comedian, too? Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. I just figured he was a dude from like the Howard Stern show or some no, shit. No, man. No. Because I yeah, remember seeing a, him before. He's got a very deadpan delivery. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he was doing that before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's classic, man. But uh, 
I've thought about that. Like when I do stand up, if if I ever get the balls to do stand up, we'll, we'll both do stand up at some point. We won't just say it; we will do it at some point. <laughs> just to fucking, even if it's only one time, if it's a one and done, and just thing, bomb, fucking, and just yeah, just fucking bomb like Mario. All right, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because I thought about it. If I was to do stand up, mm-hmm. do I take on a persona? No, dude. It's it's when you're just going up there. It's all about the jokes. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's 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 the that's the thing that I've heard from a lot of. I mean, I'm no, no expert. I haven't fucking done. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you do. No, but but I listen to a lot of you know a lot of different standups talk about their craft and podcasts and all that kind of shit. Cause I'm obsessed with comedy. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a thing about Chris Rock particularly. A lot of people say that when he's testing the material for a special. Like when he does all the small clubs to like uh, build up his make his hour, yeah. yeah. Like he totally strips it down as far as his persona. Like he's just very just like calm on stage, mm. just to see if the jokes work themselves. Oh, and then the persona is just that it, little sprinkle it, on top. Yeah, yeah. He adds the like ah, like like the personality to it when he's doing the special. But you want to make sure that there's quality in the jokes themselves. It's not just people focusing on the persona. Yeah, for me, so, I, and I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. I was thinking of it, thinking of it as like having a persona might help me to to dictate how I approach mm-hmm. a joke. I mean, as far as if I'm more of a deadpan, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna present that joke differently from somebody who's just like on yeah. stage, like a Dane Cook, like fucking crazy. Yeah, and versus but, a a a Bill Burr who who basically kind of without having to take his comedy apart. But he's he's one of those like uh, uh, like he's riffing off of something that he's observed. Right. That was one of those things about Dane Cook, though, why he rose to stardom and faded just as quickly mm-hmm. was because there there wasn't a lot of real substance to his comedy. Like he had a persona and it was mostly based on his persona mm-hmm. rather than like the substance of what he was saying. It's like it's just because he was so crazy, crazy <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. But that was kind of like eh, and it came and went. And that's why he hasn't really lasted. He hasn't had a lot of longevity as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, because he hasn't done it. He hasn't had a special in, what, almost eight, nine years now? Ah, it's been a really long time. Yeah. But it's the same reason, you know. It's like, yeah, you can you can get a quick 15 minutes of fame kind of thing doing mm-hmm. shit like that. But you're not going to last. Not when it comes to people that actually know what they're doing. And it, it goes into, again, Louis C.K., where he's <laughs> talked about, like, that that steady climb yeah. versus shooting up real fast and yeah. just kind of being that. Yeah, totally. He's talked about that. Anybody who's like a professional in their craft has talked about that mm-hmm. because obviously if you take your craft seriously, you want longevity. You mm-hmm. want to be relevant for as long as possible. I mean, that's another thing that like, even though I'm not particularly a, I'm not a hate breed fan necessarily, but I totally respect Jamie Josta and I listen to his podcast a lot that's something that he's said as well too is that that he's kind of taken that route of the slow burn you know he's just like basically like quick to fame like quick to fall like Mm -hmm. as as quickly as you rise to stardom you will fall back into nothingness just as quickly you get your moment and then it's gone Mm -hmm. but there are those people and then there are the people that do the slow burn of like building something up over a very very long period of time very very slowly and gradually and then they can kind of they they're more it's almost like you get accustomed to not being well off and famous and shit so like when you do get really famous and well off it's not so jarring like you don't really care you know you're just Mm -hmm. like oh cool 
whatever. And you don't take it for granted. You, you appreciate it for what it is. But you also realize that I can make a career out of this and do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like, uh, okay, one day you're nothing and the next day you're a fucking star. Like, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you manage that? How do you fucking handle that? Mm-hmm. That's a quick transition that requi- one day you can go to the store, the next you can't. <laughs> yeah. And that fucks a lot of people up. Mm-hmm. And they're not really prepared to handle that. It's funny because I'm looking at it like, 15 minutes of fame it also boils down to i think what your ultimate goal is yeah I think, no totally totally if, if do you, you want to make a living or do you want to be famous yeah but <laughs> yeah but even at, the, at that same token if you if, if you find that mark again most people wouldn't think it this way but say you get your 15 minutes of fame mm-hmm. you, you you're able to get money that you didn't have right mm-hmm. a smart individual I, I feel would would take that money if they if they could subconsciously know like this isn't going to last long right take that money and turn around and invest it in something that's going to make them money outside of what they're doing no totally totally totally. sad part is most people don't do that they get their 15 minutes of fame they don't think it's going to go anywhere and then it's gone yeah they fucking spend it on they piss it all away stupid bullshit that they don't really need Mm -hmm. and then again that's why i we've we both agreed that we're more along the app to go that slow route no totally totally because then you learn to appreciate but, but that's with the mindset that you're not going into it for fame and notoriety. Exactly. You're going into it because it's something that you just, you just want to do. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. if you're just doing what you want to do, all the money, the fame, all that shit, it just it comes over time. If you're doing something long enough, people are going to recognize that, oh, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's, what he, that's just what he does. Then. And that's one of the reasons why, going back to Jamie Josta, I always find it funny when he apologizes on the podcast about doing the ads. Yeah. I get that it's annoying. And, and and the way he does it, I, I me personally, I don't like the way he formats it. Yeah. But I understand why he has the ads. Mm. I don't hate him for it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just like, it's, it's like, yeah, he's making a living off of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm not going to hate you for that. Yeah. So long as you're not peddling goods that you don't really give two shits about. Exactly. So that's where the integrity comes in. Yep. <laughs> hey guys, we're drinking real ale, a coffee porter. <laughs> we really are, but we really don't give a fuck if you drink it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that kind of goes with us too. Like for future, for future, uh, you know, for people who are listening in the future, if those yeah. things come about, you know, if we actually like the product, yeah, we don't mind speaking on it, but we're not going to talk about things that we don't back yeah, we don't no, like yeah yeah we don't have to we don't have to keep justifying ourselves in our place of what we're doing yeah i know people, people understand <laughs> that i think the, i think the people that are here and sticking with it <laughs> i think they get it by now so by the way people who listen to <clears> it thank you uh it makes me feel good <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening your listening makes my dick hard no not really uh, it makes my butthole tingle <laughs> I don't know why it's making a sizzle sound. Uh, yeah, these are fajitas, bro. It's <laughs> like when they bring it. Yeah, like when they bring it at the restaurant. It's all. <laughs> like, ooh, that's my it. butthole right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And with that.
good lung control, bro. Right? No, I could have gone much longer, but I, I thought it was that'd be best to, to end it right there. <laughs> So it seems that the main point of misunderstanding between us stems from our creative approaches uh, in which Joseph tends to just create something and let it be and just says, this is what it is and that's fine. Uh, I tend to not be satisfied when I create something right away. Hence the overanalysis and the constant adjustments to every little detail that while they may not matter to others uh, they matter very much to me so if i'm the hardest person to satisfy if i put all this attention into something and keep adjusting it until i'm okay with it then i feel like well if i'm okay with it that's all that matters and if other people don't like it then at that point i don't really care because i'm happy with it but since that happiness takes a long time to achieve and a lot of effort on my part to get it to a point where I'm happy with it that's where the uh that problem comes in is getting to that point you know when you're so overly self-analytical so it can be achieved it just takes a little bit longer just thought I should clear that up but I think that also ties back into the intro as well uh with these celebrities that decided to take their own lives it's a lack of satisfaction with all the things that they have, which, you know, to us, it's like they have money, they have fame, and what more could you want, right? Well, apparently, those material things did not satisfy those people. You know, they failed to find meaning and purpose beyond those things. And, and maybe it stems from having overanalyzed their own situations and just decided that, for some reason that was the best option it was just to push the uh, metaphorical eject button so to speak so you can never really know what's going on inside someone's mind and what they're thinking but hopefully this episode gave some insight into the issue that's really all I can ask for thanks for listening mm-hmm.